If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Easy now! Oh my god! Yo, what's that flying through the forest and what's that? Pouncing and praying and leaping around Oh my god, if you go down to the woods today You might see a wolf and owl My gosh! My goodness, my boom, word, boom, boom. Wolf and Al in the fucking building. What's going on? Uh, how you feeling? You feel good? I feel good, man. Uh, do you know what? Do you ever start a gig like that? I, I, I've become more and more used to sort of Bernie Mac in the start of my um, No, I don't do that. Gigs. I'm very low key at the start of the gig. The problem I have really big and then I find it really hard to keep that yeah. fucking... My my problem is, is I've Martin too smooth. Shout out Martin doing my warm up. Yeah, yeah. And he gets the crowd proper hype, hype, hyper. And then I come on, and you can't help feeling that even though they've bought a ticket to my tour show, they're slightly disappointed at my arrival. <laughs> that, that's the way I like to play it. Martin Martin's a banger. Like he's another level DJ, right? He's, he's incredible. Mate, he's, he ins- he's insane. Yeah, he's he insane. has the ability just to literally get a room absolutely popping. Yeah, he's good. I mean, it's a hard thing. We were talking about this, weren't we? We gigged together this week. We were talking about. The impossibility of like following a musical act, mm. quite how hard it is. It's it's fucking difficult. Well, right? the, if the, pro- the, walk- the problem is, is like when you sort of we're in the situation now. You now, as a touring comic, will also be in the situation where you will go to watch a music act at a gig that you, at a venue that you're going to do a gig at or have done a yeah. gig at, and witnessing the difference in response and atmosphere to a music act. <laughs> in the same room that you've been in is pretty fucking demoralizing. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's bad. It's bad. You, you are basically going, these people, would, not any of these people having a hundred percent better time here. I think the people that bought tickets to my show would have a better time if they came to this one. Mate, but it does, it depends like who you're up against, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, sometimes like if, I like going to gigs where, and I know this doesn't sound like a very owlish thing to say, um, but I like going to gigs where it's sort of jump up and you sort of like bopping and a bit of energy. Do you know what I mean? Those, that's my kind of vibe. You know, sometimes yeah, I'm, I'm, go on, I'm on the other go. side of it there. How do you mean? I, I like it. I like when I can just like, I sit, I cheer, I might have a little, like little dance in there, but I like just to listen and just like, let, let the music just take my body over. Why, why, like, why oh, is that's... it? Why is it? I, I don't know how long we've been doing this podcast here. I, I don't know if I'm yet to hear you deliver an actual uh, genuine opinion on anything. 
Because, <laughs> no, because every other time you talk about gigs, oh, fucking exploded. Fucking absolutely, my head fell off. I was going fucking absolutely bananas. <laughs> no, no, no. And now I, you're telling I, I me what? You like to fucking go in a little candle. No, 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 no I can't go like, crazy. Mate, what I'm saying to you is I went and see, saw Andrea Bocelli, right? Mm. Absolutely. I'm not dark. Yes. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? Hold on. Let me just, no, no, hold on, hold on. I don't mean deliberately because I'm not saying Andrea Bocelli is not talented. Incredible talent. It's just putting you and him in the same room. I Mate. would only do that if it was like you were both getting the tube at the same time and it got evacuated. He something. did that show, song with Ed Sheeran, right? Yeah. And it opened my eyes up to a world God. of what he'd done my and who God. he was. What a way of fucking announcing that you discovered an artist. <laughs> what a cool <laughs> story. What a fucking... It's like going, oh yeah, I discovered him when he was on in the background at a ninth birthday party. I sort of happened to be walking past. <laughs> so, so I was like, who's this fella who's got a song with Ed? Yeah. So uh, I, I had a little listen to, like, went through his back quite a long. I thought, fucking hell, this fella, time to say goodbye and all that. He knows he's a uh, great singer. Um, turn, yeah, so got tickets for him at the O2. Mm. Let me tell you, he absolutely filled the O2. He, he smashed the O2s a bit. But I wasn't up what was, the, what was the crowd like at this thing? Uh, I'd say I was probably one of the younger people there. Right. At 43. Catherine probably was the youngest person there. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, was, and what was the vibe was like? So t- t- talk me through what that Very gives. chilled. Mm. A lot of wine being drunk. Um, yeah. Uh, I had a couple of beers. But it was... There wasn't like you. I've got to say, I never felt at any time that there was like any sort of atmosphere, aggy violence. Oh, right. Yeah, there was no edge to it. It was a very yeah. But even like I went to see, I went to see Kane out at the Royal Albert Hall, and then I went yeah. to see him. I went to see him again a bit later on. I can't remember where that was, but um, it's like it was properly jump off, like you know, people going nuts and like bopping and stuff like. that. But it never felt like I had an edge. It was like. Whereas I remember like when I, when I was a kid and I used to go, you know, London, when I, as a kid in Crawley, London felt like another country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, and, yeah. all, and all the hip hop acts would go to Brixton Academy. And for some reason, like, do you remember back in the day when going to Brixton Academy was like, you felt like you got to be careful. Like people, people tell you stories about Brixton and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mate, it was like, it's hilarious now because it's so gentrified. But like when you're a kid, like you're talking what, 20 years ago. Yeah. Like the, it had a problem, like even like 25 years ago. It was like, I remember going to like work there. Yeah. It was just like, you'd be like, yeah, there was an edge to it. Yeah. All of that part of South yeah. London. Yeah, I remember like, I used to like, yeah. none of my other friends seemed to, I, I, don't, I don't, I think they do all sorts of gigs there now, but I, I seem to recall hip hop gigs only ever being at Brixton Academy or, or in Brixton. And um, like my mates that weren't into hip hop, they're, they're, you know, earned or not, their perception of what it'd be like to go into go into Brixton or go to a gig in Brixton, they're fucking like, I don't know what you're doing. Why are you going to Brixton to watch a gig? Like, it's, it's, it's so mad, think, like, isn't it? But you know, actually, the most aggy uh, ones I think I've been to are more um, like Oasis and like mm. back in the day, those sort of Nebworth vibes and that that sort of. There was always people that always felt like that as almost like sort of underground football hooligan vibe. Yeah, to it. It, the, it all those always... people are in that it, when it was like proper at its peak, just lagered off their tits, done a few lines, yeah, just absolutely fucking yeah. chomping at the bit for a row. Yeah, literally like, just like the the fucking, you know that that face that they do and they're really yeah yeah, yeah. that really gritty teeth. 
You and I are going to live forever. <laughs> Who wants it? Why are you looking at me? I was just dancing. No, you want it, mate. You want it. You want some of this. Yeah, a bit like that. Maybe. I don't really. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. The aggression of that sort of ilk of V Festival encapsulated all of that, I think. Really? V Festival was... Oh, have you ever been? Never been, no. Man, V Festival, I was always like... When I used to sell T-shirts, V Festival was the one that was like, this is like... Why? What was so mad about it? Just an air, like I say, an air of aggression, an air of like people trying to nick stuff from the store constantly. Um, people, they used to, at the, on the last night on Sunday, you should go and try and smash into your stall and smash your stall up or smash your van up or mm. whatever. It was just, a, it just had, I don't know whether it was the age of the people. It, it certainly, like Tina Park was what, I don't know if you know Tina Park up in Scotland, yeah. was wild, but it was... You're not talking to you're not talking to your nana, by the way. I know what T no, in the no, park is. No. Yeah, I know, but yeah, yeah. Sometimes I talk. No, I'm not talking about T four on the park. Yeah, uh, the T four one. T in the park's like a really cool Scottish festival. Yeah, I know it. I know it. I know it. Okay, cool. Um, Fucking but, hell! No, I didn't want you to think T four on the beach. Oh, right. Okay, so I know so. that was. Yeah. No, I know what you're like. That was probably like your vibe. <laughs> oh, Makita Oliver. Makita. Makita! I love Makita. your I love your snarky comments at innocent pop stars. <laughs> I'm doing stand-up and I'm kind of inspired by your style. <laughs> um, is Simon Adams still here? Um, but, um Yeah, Tina Park had like but like you say about like with some hip hop gigs, although that was crazy, there was no it never felt like there was a proper edge edge yeah, to it. Yeah. Well I was found out of V. Like it was just yeah. V Chelmsford was fucking Aggie ass. Mm. Well, I can tell you now, speaking of festivals, I am for the first time in a long time playing a festival. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Yeah. JT. But I actually think this for this moment, you should have some sort of like beat underneath what you're saying. A bit of a hip hop beat, JT. JT. Okay. So in the past, I've been known to do Reading Festival. Boom. I've been known to do Leeds Festival. Oh, you're serious? Uh, serious, serious I think serious, I did the serious. Truckers Festival. I can't remember. Something. Wow. Group of Magenda Organised. Yes, boy. But this year... The Truckers Festival. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, it was in Peterborough. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think I did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've played there. Anyway, this year, I can tell you I'm doing a double performance. Boom, boom, because boom. not only... Yes, boy. Am I doing a comedy set in the comedy tent at Latitude Festival? I want an explosion there. Wow. I will also be taking over the tent with Martin Too Smooth for a little club night we call Hip Hop Save My Festival. Yes, boy. Boom. Boom. Wow. Yeah. So essentially, so. you're taking over Latitude. Well, you? no. I'm going to, you know, it's. it's no, mate. If I was another actor at Latitude... You'd be shitting yourself. I'd just bother. Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, I hope they do bother. I hope you and... I know what you and Martin are capable of. What do you mean? I know that... I've seen the videos. I know Bacardi Ron when oh, he gets... No, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> mate, are you telling me you're headlining the comedy tent and then you're going to go into the ruckus tent with you and Martin? <laughs> you, you, you'll have your, no top on, bottle of Bacardi in your right hand... Walking in just high five. Just smash people. it over on my own head, just fucking blood and Bacardi <laughs> dripping down my yeah. torso. Just fucking going for it. Did someone did someone want a party to start? Yeah. Martin, roll the wheels of steel, baby. I heard Latitude was the car middle class festival. But I know that ain't right. I said, 
I heard Latitude was the boring middle class festival. But me and mine you said, fuck that. What do we say? Fuck that. Yeah. Martin, drop a bomb so, on these fuckers. So, Something like that. So, some 50-year-old guy in a pair of Merrells and a fucking fat face t-shirt come running up to you and go, you're the coolest guy I know, Ramesh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing hip-hop to people like me. Um, anyway, there, there is, a, I, I'm excited about doing it, but I just haven't, um, I'm, I get very nervous about doing festivals as a comedian. Yeah, festivals are hard. I'm doing a couple this year. Yeah. They're, they're hard. They can be tough. Yeah. I did Reading once, like I was in I was in Edinburgh for the month and then like I flew down to do Reading. Can I just say when you do that by the way, when you're doing Edinburgh, then you fly down yeah. to do a festival, you do feel a little bit rock and roll, oh, right? Hundred yeah. percent. They're flying you in yeah. to do a festival. You feel like fucking yeah, yeah. David Getter. I mean yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. <laughs> the difference between Leaving you and your David, residence, the residence, difference between you and like David. Like when he has his residency <laughs> yeah. in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. The difference between you and David Getter is David Getter doesn't empty the tent as soon as he walks on stage. <laughs> I've done that. The, wor the worst thing to do, the worst thing to do as a comedian is to reference who's playing the music tent because then everybody just goes, oh, fucking hell, is it? I've seen people do that. I, I, I just go, shit, is that Skepta? Hold on, guys, guys. <laughs> you know, in all the times, all the festivals I've been at, I've never ever looked at like who's playing where. I just follow the crowd and follow yeah, the vibe. Yeah, that sounds like a really populist, no taste thing to do. Yeah. So you don't give a shit about your actual own opinions, no? You just no, no. I'm you... different from you. Like you'll be there and you'll be like, right, seven twenty, we're going to go and watch Skepta. Nine thirty, we'll head over to the cool tent and we'll watch uh, Billy Eilish, uh, and then like. You know, midnight. I mean, what you're, do, what you're doing is you're describing what most people do at a festival, except you're just putting on a stupid fucking voice to make me sound like a twat. <laughs> no, right? Whereas me, I'm like this. I fucking go into the festival completely fucking like, yeah. I'm just open-minded. Mm. And then I'll go, hey, what's going on? Where are you going? And they're like, we're heading over to see, you know, Junkyard Madness. And I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? And they're like, follow us. And then I follow them and I'm like having a real laugh watching Junkyard Madness. Then I sprint out of there and I'm just like, where am I going next? And I'm literally just like yeah. a, a tiny twig on the shoulders of a mighty river. I'm just going with the flow. Yeah. And then, you know, three and days that later. that path eventually, eventually leads you to being in the OT with a bunch of nine-year-olds watching Andrea Bocelli, yeah? I just love music, man. I love what it stands for. I do too. I'm such, I, I just love it so much. I just, I just wish beyond which I know we talked about this and we tried to do the sing thing, which was... Uh... Yeah, you know what? I would love nothing more. And we've got a bit of time. I do, I'd love to release a Christmas out as a like, single. Would if you? We had time to... Yeah, me and you had time to learn how to sing. I don't know if there's any singing coaches who listen to this. Yeah. Is, is, have we had much feedback from the singing? Yeah. Yeah, we did have a bit. A lot of people saying what? Not the, good. Not good. Not good. Not no. good. No, not good. I, I, I wondered if we'd get some, you know, some, a, a couple of emails from people saying, "Oh, actually, you've got a bit of potential," and like with a bit of training, you could. But we none didn't, of that. None of that. No. I would. I, I'm not just saying this either. Not a single person said that we've got any kind of ability or wow. potential. So uh, what then, we did you know get, what... what we did get, and just I know this is a slight tangent, but I do want to, while I remember, say this. 
I have been criticised uh, a little bit. Well, actually, both of us have been criticised. So I'm gonna for different reasons. So I'm gonna out my one, and then without warning, tell you what your one is. So okay. if worse comes to worse, JT can edit your one out because I feel like I'm assault. I'm 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 ambushing yeah, you. Fine, fine, fine. I'm, so I'm my one is myself. is that last week or the week before or whatever when I complained about people asking to jump on machines at the gym, right? And we've been asked how many sets you've got left. Uh, we've had quite a few emails, and on top of that, I've had quite a few messages on social media saying, Romesh, you need to get over yourself. And actually, gyms are busy, and people have got certain workouts planned, and for you to make people feel bad about jumping on the equipment or asking if they can jump in is really shitty of you. Not They didn't use those words, but let's just say I have been, I've been chastised, I would say. Wow, how, how many? Uh, quite a lot? I would say, like, easily 10. Wow. Mm. So. Well, you know, if I was played any part in that, my apologies. So. What do you mean? I mean, I, well, no, I mean, I did, I backed you up. Yeah, you did, yeah. Very much so. So, we, I, we, yeah. I guess on behalf of the wolf, I don't know if, how the wolf feels about this, but I'd like to apologize for my, you know, I guess, you know, we're not above criticism here. We're not above changing our ways. I mean, I don't really want to change my ways too much, but yeah, I, I, take, well, yeah. I take on board your feedback. And. Uh, you know what you should do is tomorrow go to the gym. Mm. And then ask people if they want to get on. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I thought that's just so. I'll finish my set. Do you want to jump yeah, around? Yeah, it's just, a great yeah. shout. It's a great yeah. shout. Uh, yeah, the criticism leveled at you is that uh, many, many moons ago, on this very podcast, you talked about George Clooney. Yeah, um, advertising Nespresso, mm -hmm. and that you were incensed at the idea that. Somebody advertising, I can't quite get this out. Somebody advertising Nespresso would not be a drink of Nespresso. Right. Uh, and in fact, I think you said something like it makes you furious or something like right. that. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then, so somebody emailed in referencing that and then uh, commented on the fact that you recently did a Guinness advert where you talked yeah. about watching the rugby. And then when I asked you if you were a rugby fan uh, recently, you said that you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> listen i'm gonna hold my hands up because i actually genuinely got in a bit of trouble for this um, oh shit seriously yeah 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 i i you know oh I do you was... want to take it out no 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 look i i um i was very kindly looked after by a place and i, I sort of you know made some joking comments regarding um, rugby, yeah, and I had an amazing day. I, I just think the actual game of rugby was the least interesting part of it, and that's not any, you know, it's not any sort of massive slight against rugby as a whole. It wasn't a particularly good game of rugby. If I'd gone and watched an average game of football, I'd have said the same thing. Sure, but to compare me to Clooney, I will have to stand up, and I'm not having that criticism. Great, this is what, was, this is what this is what I thought. Was I was paid by Guinness. Yeah. When I went to the rugby, as I said, yeah. I had about 18 pints of Guinness. I fucking adore Guinness. I'm having a Guinness tap put into my house. I, I love Guinness. So, yes, on one hand, right, I get what you're saying with the rugby. But to compare me to George Clooney and Nespresso Insanity is barbaric. Well, Tom, do you know what? I think you've given a great defense of yourself there. And I, you. all credit to you. Um, I'd love to come around and try out this Guinness tap at some point. Is that Wait, something? Well, uh, yeah. Well, hopefully, when I'm living near you, you can come around. 
yeah, I'd, I'd love, love to, to sort of I'd love to pour you a couple of ice cold Guinnesses. I'd love nothing more to lean at lean on the bar at my house. Well, I haven't got a bar at my house, like a table, and just say mm. to you, bloody hell, how's it shaping up, old friend? Mm. And like you yeah. just put your lips around a perfectly poor poor Guinness and sup it back. It it just looks incredible, doesn't it? So Guinness we're not is, being paid for this, but it does. No, no, it does Guinness look. is when I look at Guinness, right? Genuinely, there's a there's a real you know when I still get giddy when it's St Patrick's Day and around that time when I get a Guinness and they put a shamrock in it. You like I still that? get giddy. Oh mate. Yeah, all my heritage, everything comes back. I sort of think about my granddad for a little bit before I take that first sip. It's a beautiful thing, man. It is a beautiful thing. thing. It is a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, I like drinking so much Guinness that your shit turns green. Mate, my favourite thing. That's a beautiful thing. Mm. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know what? I uh, I had an awful situation last night. Um, I did a corporate. Corporate, by the way, was lovely. An incredible, an incredible charity. I should shout out. You, you sent me. You sent me a photo. Yeah. Um, and you looked incredible in that suit, by the way. Oh, thank you. Can I just say the suit was three different yeah. suits co- cobbled together. The what, jacket stitched together to make one suit. Yeah, well, I just like I've lost You're like DJ Khaled. Yeah, I've, I've lost quite. Um, quite a bit of timber so I had to get one pair of trousers that fitted from one suit that I had a jacket that was actually too tight that photo did it a lot of justice and a waistcoat that was a black waistcoat with navy jacket and navy trousers um and then the like the waist of my trousers was so baggy the belt I had didn't go around it properly so I then had to genuinely this is true I had to get my Jordan laces and tie them together and use shoelaces as a belt. Yeah. What? 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 How did that? How did you get to that conclusion that that was the thing you were going to do? Like what? What? Well, um... It was that, or my trousers were going to fall down in what was quite a right, you know, quite a sensitive evening. So I, uh, yeah, I had to, I had to improvise. Um, and may I say, actually, shout out to Nike. Your laces were incredible. They made for a hell of a belt. Actually, you know the trainers. It was yeah, go on. The ones that you brought me. So you took the trainers I bought you, yeah. and you took the laces out of those, the, the, yeah. the Jordans I bought you as a present, yeah. and you made a belt out of them. And <laughs> yeah. knowing you, knowing you, there's no fucking way those laces went back in those trainers. Mate, I can run and get them you, you now. You, they are back you've in. You've got an unusable pair of trainers. No, there, no, no, no. A, they're back in there now. There's a set, okay, there's I a set of laces round a waistband. I can sprint now and go and get those trainers, and you would see that they're perfectly in there now. Like I can, I can tell you now that I put them back in. I love those trainers, and I, I love them even more now. They completely saved my blushes. Oh, good. They shave, they saved my shame. So yeah, well, they certainly didn't save your feet any time because, as far as I know, you've hardly fucking worn them. <laughs> what were they? What were they? What were they doing? I mean, you didn't. I bought you those trainers. I met up with you what twenty, thirty times after that. Once did I see you wearing them? You've seen them in me once. I've worn them. Yeah, I think after I commented that you hadn't worn them. 
I've worn them around and about. Didn't go with, didn't go with your outfit at the time, so I know for a fact you got dressed and thought, fucking hell, I better stick these on. <laughs> Mate, full yeah, added, I'm sorry. Full, added, full, added, full added added tracksuit and Jordans. No, 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 I'm not having that. That was that was that was a tracksuit that did they, they they went nicely. I should shout out, by the way, an amazing charity that uh I was working for, yeah, and uh which was a lighthouse club. Yeah. Which provides uh mental health like um uh, well-being, like insistence for people who work in the construction industry. It's an amazing charity, man. It's I knew nothing about it before yesterday, and um, it's like incredible work they're doing. Like the levels of you know people suffering with mental health issues within the construction industry, men who aren't talking about it, and there's someone who worked for a long time within that industry, and I can see that it's probably still not an open, an open subject that people are talking about. This charity is incredible, man. The work they're doing. So I should mm. Lighthouse Club, shout out. Yeah, great stuff, man. Great stuff. How's your life? Oh, you sent me a beautiful picture. It's that was my favourite picture you've ever sent me. What, of us at the dinner yeah. last night? Oh, it was lovely, man. Can I say Theo, by the way? Yeah. Theo looks like the sort of... You were quite taken with Theo, weren't you? I've, I've, look, I love all three of your boys and equal most of and endeavours. But I've got to say, Theo in that picture... It was insane. I looked at the, the picture and I was like, if I was out of that evening, I would spend most of the evening trying to make Theo laugh and be his friend. <laughs> Genuinely. He looks he so got that, cool. He has got that vibe, man. It's just He's like, got a cool, very cool aura, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. I don't know what it is about. Is it is it a teenage thing or something? But it's just something no, where no, like no, you no, feel no, like no. you want to impress him. It's so tragic. No, 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 no. no. He's, no that's, he's got that for life now. He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Bloody yeah! I wish I had that. Bloody yeah, hell. I did. I wish I had it. I, I had a, I had an embarrassing thing where I thought it would be funny to tell uh, Alex. This is really bad parenting, by the way. I just, it's a prank on Lisa, really. But I thought it's funny to tell uh, Alex was trying to learn the al the Greek alphabet, right. and I told him it went alpha beta cunter. Um, <laughs> What happened? What, 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 what happened? <laughs> did he did he say it to Lisa or did he say it to Yeah, us? he did, yeah, he said it to Lisa. Um How did he... And I immediately I immediately corrected I said that I'm out, I was just messing around. <laughs> <laughs> did he not go, What do you why were you messing around? Like what bit were you messing why was that funny? No, he didn't actually. Oh good, that's he, good. Yeah, yeah. He just <laughs> It didn't. Um, it's a bad one, actually. I sort of said it in the moment, trying to be funny, and then said, yeah. "Go and tell mum." What did Lisa say to you? And he went, "Say it goes, mum. It goes alpha, beta, cunter." <laughs> what, what did What did Lisa say? <laughs> she was shocked, man. She's she's, she's proper shocked. Uh, we're but, going through it at the moment, right? Me and Catherine had a big row about swearing in the house this week. Right, as in as in you two swearing. I swear. She, Catherine's really... She used to swear a lot. She's toned her swearing down. Incredible. Like, yeah. where I'm still swearing about the small things in life. Tiny little things. Yeah. Like, even just, like, not even... Like, if I'm talking about saying quite casually, I'll swear. I just... It's a part of me. You know, we've had it on this podcast a lot. But I'll, I'll... I'll say it about, sort of... Like... I'll say it as, a, like, a term of endearment. Or, you know, it's constantly something that's within my language. And now I'm like, oh... 
uh, oh shit, I, I need to sort of like, because Grace is starting to sort of mimic like, you know, little words. Like she'll start, if you say dog, she'll say dog. Do you know what I mean? If you say dinner, yeah. she'll sort of, you know, she's starting to sort of mimic things. So yeah, Catherine's really worried that I have to tone down my swearing. How did you do that? Well, I had a problem with um, listening to hip hop where like for a while I was, because I have hip hop on in the car all the time when we're out and about. And um, this is really bad actually, but so I listened to it for a while and then eventually Theo got to an age where Lisa said, I don't think you can listen to stuff with this kind of language in anymore. I think it was Eminem that first, yeah, yeah, she yeah, first yeah. said, like, I don't think you can listen to this anymore. And I don't think it's just the swearing, it's kind of the... I will just quickly flag that Andrea Bocelli doesn't have much swearing, so... No, sure, sure. Um, so Lisa said, I think you need to stop listening to this. And then now I'm in a situation where if, I, if it's just me in the car with the kids, I'll just say to them, we'll just put on whatever. But remember, you're not allowed to use this language out and about. And they sort yeah. of get it. I mean, I, th I think kids like, you know, I, 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 I think I've said this before. I, I do sort of find it a bit weird that kids are going to swear eventually. It's like, it's not like, you know, you're not trying to, I get not wanting your kids to smoke because smoking at any age is terrible. But yeah. like, but swearing at some point is like big and clever and amazing. So why yeah, is it such I guess a huge thing? if it's, her first two or three words. Yeah, sure, FS, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, my kids don't really swear. Occasionally they do for a reaction. Yeah. But they know, as far as I know, they've, they don't, they've not sworn in front of Because reaction-wise, she's starting now doing things so you luck because she, she knows she'll get a laugh out of you. Or Yeah. So, so the other thing is, is that, is that if your kid swears and you go ballistic, that's yeah. immediate, like bucket loads of attention, right? You know, yeah, you, yeah. so what they know, what they start to learn then is that those words have got power. And actually that's probably the opposite of what you want. I believe, yeah. do you know what I mean? You kind of, you kind of want to go, there's only certain, you, you actually want to totally calmly go, you can only use those, well, either you don't use those words at all, or there's only certain contexts in which you can use those words. Yeah. Um, but if you go, oh my God, or start laughing or whatever, what you're immediately doing is attaching some sort of yeah, yeah, reaction. I mean, I'm that, talking yeah. as one of the worst parents you know, but I mean, that's like, that's yeah, kind of yeah, my yeah. take on it. Yeah, I need to, yeah, I, I just, I, I need to work out a way that I can still have the affinity with swearing, but not using it as much or just not swear as much, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's a addiction for me. It's probably one of the hardest things I'll ever have to quit. Would you, would you try and stop swearing completely? Yeah, I think for a little bit. I just think, because so, I think the trouble is, right, you do it in a hat. If you do it as a part of your job, if you do it in a room, you know, it's so ingrained in how I talk, even on stage where I don't think I've sworn much. So I yeah. will listen back to a stage yeah, recording and I'll go, wow, I've, I've sworn so much. You know, even last night when I was like doing, there was a lot of people in the room of the age bracket, but probably, you know, there was a lot of families there. And so there's a lot of older people there who don't really like swearing. So in my head, I'm like thinking, try not to swear too much. I listened back to the stand-up part of last night. I was like, wow, I, I swore for so much. And it, like, it's not a thing that I do for reaction. It's a thing, it's just in my, it's just how I speak. It's how mm. sometimes I express myself. And then I'm yeah, like, same, right, same. I now have I don't to know, then, man. It's like, 
I, I, it happens to me without realising. Like I read a review of the Misadventures, the travel show, my travel show, and somebody described me as a sweary, the sweary travel presenter. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know I was that. I nearly swore there as I said it, and then that's the only time I've checked myself ever for swearing. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's not good, is it? I mean, maybe we should no. try and swear less. Yeah, but then we I, keep saying like, this, don't we? But it's just not. Good. Yeah, but it's how do you stop swearing as much? That's and also, why do you stop swearing as much? I mean, what's the? What, I don't know what the reason is. Yeah, but I, I like genuinely. It's not even on stage that it bothers me that much, or on this podcast. It's just, but I do think if if you're going to stop, you kind of got to stop as much as you can throughout. You can't just, you know, if it, if because then it just creeps into your everyday language, right? Yeah. Like, I will but say, what's wrong, say, I'm asking, what's wrong with that? I, I think as well, look, weirdly, like when I, even when I listen to myself do it, I sometimes yeah. think I don't, it's, it's an easy word to use to paraphrase what, a thought rather than actually going into a description. But then sometimes it's the funniest thing. There's per, parts of my stand up where I'm, it's the funniest part because. Well, no, swearing, most... can, swearing can be used effectively and it's good. But like, I use it for punctuation which is not good. And then there's, there's certain comedians like, and people complain about it. Like you know, there's certain people that go, I don't like comedians who swear. And I prefer it when comedians didn't have to swear. And people like Jerry Seinfeld think it's cheating. If you swear, when you do stand up, do you know what I mean? Whereas there's yeah. other stand ups that swear all the time and like some really great stand ups. I mean, like I know he's controversial, but Dave Chappelle says, fuck every other word, right? At least yeah, Lee yeah, Evans, yeah. Lee Evans, you know, is swore all the time in his career. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest with you. I, well, so I, my, with Billy Connolly, if you want to listen to Billy Connolly, he swears the whole time. I, but that's the thing, I like, and that's, a, I, sometimes you listen to people and there's an aggression. I think like the people, three people in the set like to swear at it. Whereas I think like you, when you swear, and I hope for myself, I don't see it as being like, an like there's like, it, it's a description, descriptive yeah. part of language. Yeah. And he, there's no way of getting mad at it. It's an ingrained in our society now. We all do. It's not like, you know, especially from what is a working class background. We'll say that. Some of the most foul mouth people I know are upper class. But mm. it is, yeah, it's just a strange thing. I, I, yeah, maybe I just won't quit. Maybe I'll just use it more and then Grace will just get so norm, normalised to it. Yeah. She'll just fuck go. Fuck it, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck it. Motherfuck it. Right, should we get into the emails uh okay let's fucking do it okay let's see the first fucker yes uh this is from the injured seal pup wow. uh dear wolf al swan cat it's february the 15th i'm writing this email with frozen peas in my ass wow it has nothing to do with a particularly spicy curry or any valentine's day experimentation i recently went back to brazilian jiu-jitsu after a while away and typically hurt my ankle brazilian jiu-jitsu is like that's the martial art of the hard man isn't it yeah Everyone's it's hard of course yeah uh, and typically hurt my ankle. I, it bent back on itself and made the loudest, most disconcerting noise. It's also incredibly well-timed at just starting a new role at work, which I have to be physically fit and healthy for. But back to the peas. I put a bag of frozen peas on my ankle and raised it up to elevate it. I wasn't aware that the peas had been opened and the escapees, luckily petit pois, had run down my leg and the next thing I know, directly hit onto the ring piece. At the time of this email, I've not had a chance to explore whether there's been any infiltration into the arsehole. This person's... Is this person emailing us mid-incident? I have to add, the sensation is not a bad one. I can see the benefits of the pebble. My question is, what's the worst gym sports-related injury you've sustained? Did you treat the injury yourself or go to professional? 
Love the podcast, and it's probably testament to the fact I've emailed you to take my mind off the intense pain to confirm this is ankle-related pain. As said previously, the erroneous peas are, in the words of Martin Freeman's character in Ali G in the house, quite nice, actually. Lots of love, the injured seal pup. Wow. Tommy D. Sports-related injuries. Sports-related injuries. Uh, my knee, man. My knees are just shot to shit. The most gutting one I've ever had and, and was so painful was before Soccer Aid. I got, uh, I was playing actually okay in training. And then uh, the day before the game, we were having a kickabout. And when I met Paddy McGuinness and me went for a ball and he went pretty hard in on me. And my whole knee buckled and like fucking twisted all my cartilage up bad. Mm. Um, and I could barely put any pressure on it for about two weeks after. It was absolutely fucking agony. But also, like, having to try and play in some when you're not even able to run was an absolute kick in the old natters. Um, and uh, something I'm... Uh, like, genuinely, that is... That's one of the most gutting part, I think, things of my life. I, I couldn't... I literally couldn't run. I couldn't fucking... And I, I got, got... Like, I was so anxious about making it even worse. Um, and then when I turned up at the hospital... They were like, you've got no cart- cartilage essentially left in that knee. So I had to put some cortisone in it. And now I just wait every day for it to get worse. So, yeah, that would probably be my worst sporting injury. Um, well, thank you off. for that. Thank you for that. It's very difficult uh, when somebody emails in about injuring their ankle and then some peas have rolled into their anus for us to top that as in terms of an amusing sports-related story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it might not be amusing. As I was telling it, I thought it was actually quite sad. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite dark, actually, and you sort of yeah, tailed off at the end. And it was quite yeah, yeah, and actually, in retrospect, we just feel really sad about that whole thing. Um, I've had loads of injuries, uh, sports-related, gym-related, just general activity-related. I... Uh, was in the Arctic doing misadventures and we were riding skidoos, snowmobiles, uh, across the frozen ocean. And then we got to the end of the skidoo ride and we had to go up this kind of cliff thing, kind of rocks. So you had to ride the thing up the rocks, which was much trickier than riding it on snow. And um, I managed to tip mine over, sort of fell onto the rocks. And then I got up and everyone shat themselves because they're like, oh God, the presenter's like hurt himself. That's where presenter. The swear, yeah, the swear he travel presenter hurt himself. And then the director came over and he said, right, Romish, I'm going to get someone else to ride that one and you're going to jump on the back of mine. And I got on the back of his and then he tipped it over into a fucking ravine. The, the snowmobile fell on top what? of us. All of the weight went onto my right-hand shoulder. I completely Jesus. fucked it. <laughs> completely Fuck. fucked it. It was like midway through the shoot and then I got up and I could feel I'd done something pretty bad to it. But like, I, I was still all right. Like I wasn't, it was, I was able to move yeah. my arm. But you know, when you go, I don't know how to explain it. I could tell this is going to get worse. Do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah, just yeah, one yeah. of them. So I didn't want to make a big... Like did, when you say a ravine, how big was a ravine? Like it was tiny. It's like tiny, oh. but like, like it was just like a, it was just like a tiny, like I'd say a mini ravine, a Riven, a, a, a Rivenelli. And, is um, that what they're called? No, I just made that up. Right. But, um, That's a good name for him. If there isn't a name for him, you should... But yeah, we just sort of ended up, the, 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 our heads and the top of the snowmobile ended up inside this kind of crack in the rock. Yeah. And then the snowmobile was on top of us and it all sort of went on. Jesus. Anyway, when I came back, my shoulder just uh, wasn't right. And then I had to get it all, basically I had to go for a series of physio. And I, I've got to be honest with you, I like I like going to physio. It made me feel like a, 
sports star. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. You got I've got uh, I've got some regular sessions of physio. Do you know what I mean? And like, I've got to say that was one of one of my favorite things after soccer aid was leaving the game in cr- on crutches. Yeah, they ta- they taped up my shoulder, and when I yeah. go to the gym. You know, you take your top off and you've got like all tape around your shoulder. People yeah, just think yeah. you're like, you're a fucking it's a boss look. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The less yeah. boss look was when I was doing League of Their Own and I managed to, on a BMX going at three miles an hour, both break my wrist and dislocate my thumb oh, on the other shit. hand. Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember that. And it was like, I, I got rushed to hospital from the shoot. I say rushed to hospital. We got, I got driven to hospital. You, you say rushed, don't you? You sort of drove yeah, in yeah, the yeah. place. And um, they, my left hand where the shoulder, the, thumb was dislocated was completely useless and then i'd broken my right wrist or the other way around but anyway both hands were out of action this is during king gary as well right no that was a different injury that oh it was yeah yeah Yeah. king gary was when i was doing the assault course on league and then i slid down and jamie's elbow thing hit me in the eye and they had those stitches then we decided to keep the basically decided to keep the stitches in because he assumed that Stuart was such a sad bastard he would have injured himself (laughs) <laughs> in fact i think i remember them being taken out and then us having to put them in yeah, for fucking yeah, yeah. filming for continuity <laughs> no Stuart williams is a sort of prick that would hurt himself like that but anyway at one point in the hospital when i dislocated my thumb and broken my wrist they told me that i might have to get someone to wipe for me really yeah like, who that would was you have got big... to do that who would that have been lisa or theo or um, I don't think I would have subjected my children to that. They've already got enough to talk to a therapist about in the future. Um, what's that, Lisa? Uh, Your I mum? Probably would, I, I probably would have just got into the fetal position in the shower and asked Lisa to d- sort of direct the jet at me rather than ask um, her to wipe. What about your mum? I'm not getting my mum to wipe my arse. Well, she's done it before. I know that, but I don't, I'm not going to say mum. I know you thought those days were over. Congratulations, his son's in his I, forties. Just so that, you know, if that happens again, I'll, I'll fucking help out if I have to. Yeah, like, like I will put. A, I'll get the shower head for you. I'm not actually going to wipe, but w- would you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually thinking about like when um just after we got married, we had like a week between uh like wedding and then a honeymoon, and I went and played five aside, and then got. Again, had the same similar sort of knee injury and ankle both went, but then got really drunk after. Got so drunk I forgot I'd hurt them. So the next day I sort of started walking about and realised that how fucked it was. Went to the cafe to take me to the um, hospital, yeah. uh, and I got put on crutches with take the knee support. The what? Hospital. What's that? Say it again. Hospital. 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 That's what you just said. Hospital. Yeah, hospital. You sounded a little bit... I would say you're flirting on the edges of Frank Spencer there. Hospital. Oh, anyway, go on. Did you take you to the hospital? <laughs> yeah, so it's hospital. What happened at the hospital? Um, I had to have fluid drain from my ankle and my knee oh. and then put into a like a sort of knee brace. Yeah. So I can carry any... Like I was on crutches for the first three or four days of our honeymoon, uh, which was amazing because it, we got put on like, the front of the plane, got a... Uh, like, you know, like when everyone else gets off the plane and you have to sit and wait, mm. like because I couldn't walk off there properly. We had to sit and wait, and then they got a special like lift thing from the plane to take us down. Then we had one of those carts that drives you through the airport. It's fucking banging, actually. To be yeah, fair. I can't get comfortable today, Tom. Yeah, I. You know what? I find these late night ones. I. I don't. I, I can't. Really I feel difficult. like my chat's off. 
I feel like my ass is hurting. I, I've, I, I feel slightly sluggish because I've had a big dinner. Yeah, I've, I've just I just made a massive chicken stew. And I've just had, had a massive. I've had a massive like South Indian big dosa, Oof. dal, fucking Mate. cauliflower. Yeah, spicy cauliflower. Oh god, I, what was yeah, I thinking? I, How are you supposed to banter after that? I after find, three kilos of spicy food. I do find Sunday mornings with just a shot of coffee and maybe a banana in oh, me. No, and it, that was my fault. It was absolutely my fault. I apologise for that, mate. It's yeah. To be fair, I, yeah, you're really decent about it, but I've absolutely fucked this podcast. If you're listening to this episode and you're thinking this is shit, you can <laughs> lay the blame for that firmly at my door. <laughs> Because Tom was ready to go this morning, and I said, no, Tom, what I'd love is for you to make a big old chicken stew. I'm going to order a massive takeaway from the local South Indian, and we're going to smash through that, and then we're going to give you the did, most... In all fairness to you, like, I can't throw you under the bus. You gave me three or four other options, but I, alas, was not around for any of those. No, no, no. So, yeah. Anyway, I hope we've digressed slightly, my dear friend. Yes. Um, I hope that we've given you suffice advice, and I hope that... The injury, not, well, he's, um, not asked for, he's not asked for advice. Yeah, but I hope his injury gets better. I, I truly hope that he carries on the journey he's on because I think he's going to be an incredible Brazilian jiu-jitsuist. Uh, okay, this one is from Happy Mama the Hen. Oh, wow. Uh, Didn't we have a hen last week? Don't know. Yeah, we did. Uh, Yo Swan from the Swannery, Alski and the Wolverine. Too familiar. Apologies, I've just been playing you guys on the loop in my lug hole, and it just feels right. <laughs> I love this person already, by the way. Oh, yeah, I thought you would. Mama of four here, nicknames creeping with the kids. Maybe a little strong at times. My seven-year-old, whilst at school the other day, was asked his middle name, and he replied, Clark Duberger. <laughs> my God. What, why has that elicited such a laugh from you? I just think it's great. I, just, yeah. I love this person. They've got a vibe. My question to you is this. What mate slash kid of yours has... I'm going to fucking kill this one for this. What, my question to you is, what mate slash kid of yours has the funniest nickname and why? Never change, lads. Banter high and bravado low. Keep doing you. What a great fucking email, by the way. Well, that's incredibly right. I love the way you wrote this. Yeah, I th I, the to head. be fair, I think anything, the head, anything we say after this... Yeah, I think it's going to be a comeback. I think it's going to be an you know absolute what? I think like you, you, you're the star of this week's show by by quite a long way. Yeah. Um, and by the way, just so you know, we've set a low bar. <laughs> um, my favourite, my ass, man. I cannot these chairs. I'm gonna. Do you know what? This is it now. I'm buying a new chair. Look, can Why I show you, you? Can I show you what I'm sitting on? I've got another one here. This. Why are you sitting on that? Because that's what I've got in this studio. You got a beautiful office. An incredible. I'm, I'm. To be fair, my butt's absolutely in pieces. I need to get. I need to get one of those. You know, I've got my other, in like my actual study. I've got like one of those gaming chairs, and I oh, swear, yeah. man, you can sit in those for thirty six hours. You won't get uncomfortable. It's insane, right? That's why gamers game. Yeah, that's yeah. It's... Really good, really good observation. That is why gamers <laughs> game because of the comfortable seat. You're absolutely right, Tom. My favorite name person ever. Um, there was a kid at school um, that everyone called, he was called Paul Hearn, but everyone called him Paul Hearn Friction Burn because apparently he got caught wanking at school. Um, that's one of my favourite ever, uh, wow. <laughs> ever knows. Um, and also a kid that joined our school 
Um, and he, he joined from another school. Uh, he, I don't know why, sort of, there was a cloud of sort of mystery about this kid. And his name was Matthew Watvikop. Um, and he was like, uh, he had a thing wherever, like, people, when you sort of chat to, chat to him and talk to him, his hands turned blue. Mm. Sort of like, he had this weird. What did you call him? No, you just, no, no, you just called him Matthew Vykop because you didn't want to, like. <laughs> so, hold on. Uh, so, what you took, so sorry. Are you just doing no. people who've got afflictions now? No, no. I loved his name, Matthew Vykop. It was very different. Right, okay. From so why did you have else. to mention the hands thing? Well, no, no, because that was sort of like a sort of like X. Like if if I'd known about X Men when he was there, I'd have thought, oh, fucking hell, he's definitely an X Men. Yeah, what um, what situation would that be useful? Oh, I don't know. If well, I'd, I'd never touched his hands like when they were blue. It might have been ice cold, so he could have like right. given someone a chills or something, or frozen someone. So, so, it was so, an insane so, thing to see. Yeah, the rest, the rest of his body would be normal. His hands would just go this weird shade of blue. And then what would happen as soon as he stopped talking to him? They'd return to a normal color. Yeah, the blob would go back to them. Okay, he's yeah. He was a he was a really like. Are you making he, this he, up? He, no, I swear. He somebody came to who, school, when you spoke to him, his hands turned blue. Yeah, he, he said, yeah, and then it, seriously, he came to our school for like a term. Then he left again. No one ever heard from him again. Mm. I've you know genuinely a bit like I know that it happened in this country, but I've tried to find him. I've looked for him on Facebook and like LinkedIn and stuff. I can't. It, it, sometimes parts of me. Think fucking hell, did he even exist? Oh well, I'm wondering. I find myself wondering the same thing. To be honest with you, a guy that was there for one term, his hands turned blue when anyone <laughs> spoke to him. <laughs> have you actually have you actually had a conversation with anybody else about? You sure this wasn't just a fucking invisible friend you had? <laughs> We've been here before with Tony Walsh. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> I forgot about Tony Walsh. No, this this guy. I, I might message some people from school and see if anyone ever people remember him. But yeah. He was, he was a, he was like a strange, you know, he looks like probably about eight or nine years older than the rest of us mm -hmm. as well. Mm. So yeah, it was yeah. a strange, a strange character. Yeah. Um, um, well, I, um, I have nicknames for all my, uh, kids. Do you? Yeah. Like I call Charlie Chisel. Nice. Alex is Lex. That's pretty cool. Theo is just Theo. And then I had a mate at uni that was called Biscuit because he really liked biscuits. Right. And I had a mate called Richard Williams, who everyone called Dick Willie. Um, that's it, really. That's it for Nick. We, uh, I used to drink at a pub, right? And um, for a long time, people would talk about a guy called Pete the Axe. Right. And everyone would rave about this guy. And they're like, Pete the Axe this, Pete the Axe that. And I built this character in my head um, who was fucking going to be absolutely terrifying and when he came into eventually showed like came into the pub one evening he was quite a sort of meek sort of normal bloke yeah and comes in and like, he was like oh this is you know hello mate josh chatting to me like this is pete pick the axe and i was like i put such sort of i'd, I'd imagine this absolute fucking psychopath so then i pulled someone up i was like why do they call him pete the axe he was like oh he someone down here basically needed an axe and he lent it to him so everyone just called him pete the axe but he, it sounds terrifying. If you were to hear Pete the Axe, it was just because he lent someone an axe. But Sorry, I would find somebody that was able to lend me an axe pretty terrifying, to be honest with you. Who the <laughs> fuck's got an axe? But he, he cut down trees for a living, that's what it is. He was a tree oh, smith. Okay. Or a tree right, surgeon okay. or whatever. So a, tree smith, <laughs> so a tree smith has got an axe, yeah. and that becomes his fucking nickname. 
Yeah, but yeah, chef. It's like it's like oh, that's John the chef's hat. <laughs> Why? Oh, because he's got a chef's hat. Why? Because he's a chef. The fuck are you talking about? But he he had a, he had a little bit of an aura. I actually said to someone his nickname should be Petey Trees. That'd have been better. Yeah, that would have been better actually. Um, so listen, I, I guess thanks both to the hen and the swan for this email. Uh, I think we can all agree it's um, if there were BAFTAs for podcasts, I think that'd be the clip we'd be sending in. Um, <laughs> if anyone who went to my school wants to get in touch about Matthew Vykop, yeah. if anyone remembers him, just shout out. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? Do you know that there's a TikTok, isn't there, of that? Um, there's some Australian radio show, isn't there, where they ask people for nicknames and the stories behind them. We should rip that off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's one guy that, like, they, I remember they're telling a story about a guy who's like had a really wobbly head and he just sort of like couldn't walk without his head wobbling about and they called him Sniper's Nightmare. <laughs> and then like they had loads they had loads of like really funny ones. That's a good can one. Can you right? send some in please? We need some content. If you yeah, basically yeah, we, you can tell by listening to this, we're we're having a fucking we need something for an evening. If, if we, we start just, if if the evenings start kicking in like this, we're gonna yeah. Yeah, yeah we're gonna we're need, gonna some, need we're, some of the We're gonna uh, need some items. We need to get a bit like We've got no structure, and I've I've been listening to Parenting Hell. They've got like jingles and little format points and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone apart from us says that. Mate. Yeah, we need Everyone. to stop doing that. We we're the only people that. who have no format. And points. we even start to do. Then we do you remember our small businesses item that we were going to run regularly. Absolutely fucking pathetic, isn't it? Anyway, uh, should we do one more email? <laughs> to be fair, the only format point that stuck, yeah. Let's just do one more email. <laughs> What's the format? They talk, they do some emails. Tom does a story about an animal with a name and then Romesh chooses a song. <laughs> that is the only... And even that's led to complaints. <coughs> Christ. Okay, this is from the Gangly Giraffe. Right, okay. Uh, hi, Wolf and I. I really love your podcast. Makes you laugh out loud. It makes me feel like I'm listening to friends. I'm writing in today as I'm stuck in a bit of a rut at the moment. My nan died recently and it's really knocked me. I don't think it's just to do to my nan's passing. Not just due to my nan's passing, but I'm struggling to have the drive to work or get off the sofa. Questioning if I'm in the right career, whereas usually I'm pretty happy. I also love going to the gym, but I'm struggling to get back to it, although it'll be good for me. I was wondering if you ever, ever had a lack of drive and how you got yourself out of it. Thank you, the gangly giraffe. Tom. Yo, the gangly giraffe. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your grandmother, man. Um, uh, and I'd say that actually um, when uh, someone you care and love, uh, care about and love dies, I think it, um, it makes you question a lot of stuff. Even subconsciously, I think you, you can opens your eyes to quite how sort of like short life can be and the frailties of it. I think you, um, you inwardly are like as silly as it sounds when it comes to say, like even training, you can sort of sometimes question what's the point. Yeah. So I think, I think it's a matter of trying to sort of, um, number one, let grief do its work and let, and, and 
like go through that process let the process sort of don't don't hide away from it i i think we've talked about some before I, i've i've managed to do that through quite a lot of years i've i've not grieved over sort of loved ones dying enough and i've not really paid it the sort of dues that it, it was being it deserves i've sort of shrugged it off and just gone with life and actually it's done me no favors and i think actually taking a little bit of time and you know letting that be the moment where you look at your life and you you know you know maybe you will question career that there's no, never a problem in questioning where you're at in life and who you are and whether you think you could do something better or, and you know you get those ups and downs and i think you know i, I think it's just a matter like i say of just just riding this wave and getting through the other side and i think um talking to people about it you know remembering your grandmother in the best possible way that you can um, and not being too hard on yourself. Be a good friend to yourself because uh, you're the best friend that you're ever going to have. Talk to her with you, sister, and um, keep on doing you. And I hope that, um, yeah, I hope things turn around. Uh, Gangly Giraffe, um, sorry to hear about you, Nan. And I, I, I echo Tom's sentiments that you sort of have to allow the grieving process to take its its path um with regards to going to work and going to the gym and all of that sort of stuff if those are things that you normally enjoy uh then what i would say is is that you kind of want to get to a point where you're this is what i found helpful to me um is that you fake it till you make it and what i mean by that is if you don't go to the gym, if you start like not putting yourself into work or whatever, those things, those habits become very difficult to break. And so my advice to you would be to, to take yourself, if you can at all, once you feel like you have kind of not, I don't, I'm not suggesting that you're going to fully deal with your nun's passing, but once you feel you're in a place to do so, get yourself to the gym, get yourself looking after yourself. Get yourself sleeping right, hydrating, all of those things, looking after yourself. And you just do that until it becomes habit again. And you will feel better more quickly. Um, I've had that where I've just not wanted to go to the gym or not wanted to go to work. And by actually just going and doing it, you actually find yourself sort of almost tricking yourself into feeling you're back in the zone, do you know what I mean? Or you're back in the game. So, um, but if you don't do those things and you allow yourself to sort of wallow or sort of um, do nothing, that becomes an easy place to stay in. So um, I'm not suggesting that you rush through your process of uh, of getting over your nan at all, but I think that if you were normally motivated by work in the gym, you will be motivated by them again. So um, I would, as soon as it's humanly possible, get back into it. I mean, I had that when my dad passed away. I didn't want to gig, and then I got back into it, and very quickly it became a, a solace for me, sort of getting back, throwing myself back into things. So... Um, yeah, that would be my recommendation. Obviously, uh, this sort of advice isn't one size fits all. So, you know, um, but good luck to you. I'm sorry that you had for your loss and I hope you can get back onto the, onto the path, uh, as quickly as you possibly can. Um, good luck to you, Gangly Giraffe. Uh, okay, Tom, that's all we've got yeah. time for. Could you Beautiful do us role. the honor Beautiful. of, uh, Beautiful. of taking us out, please, my brother? Hey, how you doing? Friendship. What is friendship? Well, some friendships can be like a tale as old as time, like a artifact that sits upon the earth, something strong and amusing like Stonehenge. So 
something that's been there forever, a friendship that has lasted decade upon decade. Some relationships are a little bit newer, a little bit less old, like Big Ben maybe, or other places of like the Taj Mahal or other man-made creations. Mm-hmm. And then there's those new friendships, like a new estate or the O2 Arena or a football stadium that's just been invented somewhere around the planet. The point is this, much as the world grows and society grows, also friendships can grow. Sometimes it's great to have friendships that have lasted year upon year and there are tales that can be told from time after time and memories that make you and that friend chuckle. But actually there's a lot to be said for those friendships that are new and fresh that sometimes you're standing in an arena for the first time, side by side, and the mustard laughter that congregates across your face is something pretty special. And as that happens, and you look at a new friend, someone you've just met, and you think, you know what? I hope in 20 stroke 40 or even 80 years, we'll remember this moment. Cherish all of your friends and remember some of them, some of them, the best ones will always be there. My guys, my girls, my friends. Wow. Thank you so much, Tom. That was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I sort of, yeah, I I started with a thought and then I didn't know where it was going. Well, I'm a lot better at these in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I thought it was great. Really beautiful. And I'd just like to say thank thank you, you, Tom, for your wonderful, wonderful thoughts this uh, Sunday evening. Actually, I was a bit like a song to praise sermon. Yeah, I, I felt like I was getting into that vibe. Um, yeah. Dave, aka Trugoy, uh, from De La Soul, sadly passed away recently. So I thought we'd play out a De La Soul classic to take us out of the show this week. JT, could you drop a little bit of one of my favourite tunes by De La Soul? Stakes is high. Uh, rest in peace to Trugoy. Uh, take care of yourselves, guys. Thank you for listening to another classic episode of the wolf and owl peace thank you so much for joining us on this journey we will see you soon much love take care friendship is true I say Jesus make you make his out of high regard And niggas dying for it nowadays ain't hard Investing in fantasies and not God Welcome to reality, see times is hard People try to snatch the credit but can't claim the card Showing out in videos saying they co-starred See shit like that'll make your mama cry Better watch the way you spend it cause the stakes is high You know them stakes is high If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.